Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson, Catholic therapist, and I am the co-host of this show along with Father John Sims Baker. He is the vice rector of the College of Liberal Arts at the Pontifical College Josephinum. And that is a mouthful to say. Let me tell you, I've I've had my problems with that one. But anyway, I I successfully did it this time. I'm so proud of myself. We're glad to have you with us, and it's great to have you here, Father. Always great to be here, Marianne. Always. It's always great. It's great. You'll be great. We have a lot of fun, and and that's why sometimes I stumble with my words. But anyway, we are here about serious business. It's about you. We are taking your questions on faith or um, challenges in life, whatever they may be. You can um, deliver them to us at abidinginhope.com. We really do welcome your questions, and we're so happy to have them because, really, it keeps us on the air, and it keeps Father and I smiling, and and, um, our producer here, Dave Orsborn, it keeps him smiling, too. We have a good time here. So join the fun. Anyway, Father, we do have some questions to accomplish today. It's not just all fun and games and laughter. We've got to get to work. We've got to get to get work. To work. All right. So focus. you ready for the <laughs> focus? Are you ready for the first question? Sitting on ready, rocking on go. Okay, here we go. So this question is about heaven. Wait. Uh, what? We didn't pray, Marianne. Oh, we, oh yes, you're right. Let's pray. We In need name prayer. Of the Father, the Son, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you and glorify you and Lift this uh, program and all those who are listening today up to you, especially those who have sent in questions to us. And even though we, um, you know, express ourselves with some uh, joy and humor, um, we know that there are many heavy things on people's hearts and serious questions. And uh, we just place all of this before you, Lord, knowing that you are the one who uh, is, can answer every question uh, and give us true peace. We ask these prayers through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we say, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for that recovery on that one, because I just um, I don't quite trust the two of us if we don't have prayer in getting through some of these questions. So God is good to us, and He uh, takes the lead in all things. So here is a question about heaven. It's a hypothetical question, and this person says, but something that still occasionally comes to mind. If a person has prayed throughout their life for a loved one, like St. Monica did for St. Augustine, and the one who prayed fervently eventually, the one who prayed fervently eventually dies and goes to heaven, but their loved one ends up not getting there, how can heaven be the fulfillment of all desire for the one who got there? Well, Marianne, that's a, a very good question, and I think it's good to emphasize the word hypothetical, as the, the questioner put in there, it's a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. And I think, first of all, I would just say, <clears throat> when, we, when we're dealing with the concept of heaven, um, this is something where it's a truth, any truth, any positive statement we make about, about God or about heaven is only true by analogy, is I think the way that St. Thomas Aquinas put it. We can't make absolute statements about uh, the truths of, of our faith about God himself, because 
we are finite, and these things, God himself and the truths of God, are are infinite. So we're always speaking by uh, analogy, and that's always going to fall short of the reality. <laughs> and so we need to really realize this about this, that, that um, anything that we say, St. Thomas Aquinas goes so far as to say, any positive statement we make about God or about the truths of our faith is actually more untrue than it is true, not not mm-hmm. because because it's it's inherently limited, mm-hmm. it's inherently finite, and God and the truths about God are are infinite. So, I want to just preface this answer with that and sort of playing on that word hypothetical. We really are getting into pretty uncharted waters here when we start to to, to talk about uh, about heaven. That being said. Please think and pray and ask God to enlighten you and especially maybe even guide your imagination in uh, imagining the joys and the glories of of heaven and of being with God forever. So all that being said, uh, I I think when we talk about heaven and what it's going to be like when we get to heaven— we just really don't know, and so that so I, we're we're kind of in, in speculative ground here. Um, one other thing I would say, and I think this was a point, Marianne, that you made when we were discussing this earlier. Mm-hmm. I think that this question perhaps is coming maybe from someone the the example of Saint Monica and Saint Augustine, <clears throat> maybe a, a family member about another family, maybe even a mother about a son. I'm maybe jumping to conclusions there, but. It seems to express maybe some of that kind of concern that would be there, and that's that's you know very very understandable. When we see someone maybe whom we love very much and their life is maybe disordered in you know different ways, and so I'd again encourage you to really trust in the mercy of God. Again, we again don't even begin to fathom that, to tell you the truth. So, um, but all that being said, this is a, a good question. <laughs> um, one of the sources of thinking about heaven uh, that I think is a very good one is uh, from the, the great poet Dante in his Divine Comedy, which actually has three sections the Inferno, the Purgatorio, and the Paradiso. Unfortunately, most people. Uh, if they even know about the Divine Comedy, only know about the Inferno because it's a little more, you know, it, it, the um, in some ways the more active and more, you know, a little racier and that sort of thing. Uh, few people, frankly, make it through to the Paradiso, which is about heaven, uh, but it's very glorious and very beautiful. Uh, and in that book. In the in the Paradiso, fairly early in the Paradiso, the the the, the pilgrim Dante comes across these two souls that are in heaven, but sort of way out in the suburbs of heaven. If you get what I mean, uh, and um, these are two holy women. Obviously, they're in heaven, but they both miss their vocation. Um, and 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 Dante is asking them, well. Don't you wish that you were up in, you know, way up, right up there with the Blessed Mother or something like that, really at the heights of heaven? And this one of them looks at him just sort of 
and says, that's a very silly thing to say. And it's the only line of the Divine Comedy that I actually know in Italian. My teacher made us learn this one line from this character, and it's, in la sua volontade e nostra pace, which means, in his will is our peace. And that's not really a direct answer to the question, but it's a way I almost really want to answer your question, to tell you the (laughs) truth. Um, We have to trust God's will entirely. And I think when we get to heaven, we will be able to do that. Like this character in Dante uh, uh, has has come to be able to accept God's will entirely. Um, Also, I think one of the other realities about heaven is the main focus of heaven is going to be God. Uh, We're going to be aware of the other people who are there and glad they're there. But the main focus will be the delight of seeing God. So I know that's not a complete, maybe the kind of answer that that uh, you were looking for, but I think that that reality of, of, again, of surrendering to God, of accepting his will, which is what, uh, you know, the Blessed Mother did at the Annunciation, be it done unto me according to thy word, with the Lord Jesus himself in the agony in the garden at the culmination of that, says, not my will, but yours be done. That is the ultimate act of surrender mm-hmm. and of giving glory to God. So we, would, we need to just trust his will. I think it's, it's kind of interesting, um, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, obviously this is a, well, as she uses the example, like St. Monica prayed for St. Augustine, um, and so, as you had mentioned, that it's probably a mother praying for either a son or, or a child. That mother's love um, is so strong that it's, uh, I mean, I don't know that there, well, for most mothers anyway, it's so strong of a bond and it's so strong of a love for a child that it's it's really unconditional. And um, But I got to thinking that, who do we love first and who do, who's really the lover of our soul? Who is the greater love than anything on this earth? It's, it's our love for God um, and surrendering everything that we have to him, even if it has to be our children, we would choose him first. That's a difficult concept to get your head around when you're just thinking about your children as a mother. There's so many other things to that we can surrender to to God. Sure, yeah, I'll give you my money, I'll give you this, I'll get whatever. I can give you those things. I can surrender that to the church. I can do that. This is asking us sacrificially to surrender our children to his will and his will for a fervent prayer, a a mother who's been on her knees, I can't imagine how the end of that story isn't, he's not going to deny us somehow. He's, unless the child themselves has so just alienated themselves, he won't deny us. The the perfect unconditional lover, of mm -hmm. course, is God himself. Yeah. Described actually at times in the scriptures in that aspect of him, especially in the terms of a mother's love. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
but the the fact is, and and God still loves um, the souls of those who depart from Him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they have chosen not to love Him. That's um, the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is a this is a hard question, but it is a um, uh, it is one that really causes us, I think, to to set out into the you know, set out into the deep. Mm-hmm. And trust, and don't stop praying because no. your prayers do not stop praying. Have no. have trust in the Lord that your prayers will be answered until the day that you, you know, say your farewells to everyone on this earth. Do not stop praying, and and even beyond. What did uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux say? I'm going to do my, I'm going to spend my heaven doing good on earth. That's right. Well, you know, and there was a, someone. I, I wish I could remember the source of this exactly, but a um, one time someone distressed about a suicide, and and thinking that, you know, how how could that person, you know, hoping maybe how could this person be saved? And someone, and I, I wish I could remember who it was. I'm sure it was a great saint. Or it said, it said, you know, um, in the distance, I think this person actually jumped off a bridge or something, and said, you know, in the distance from the top of the bridge to the water or whatever, the mercy of God is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long, yeah. and it yeah. doesn't take much, just the slightest turn of the soul to God, and he's there. Yeah, how beautiful. Right. Well, I think, um, Father, thank you. I think we've probably covered that pretty well. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson. My co-host is Father John Sims Baker, Vice Rector of the College of Liberal, Liberal Arts at the Pontifical College Josephinum. And we do have another question here, Father. Great. This question is about scrupulosity. Please explain explain what scrupulosity is, particularly as it relates to the confession of sins. How does one know if they have it? How does a person who might have it come to trust the sacraments and the priest who ministers to the individual? And in this, I, I hear trust the sacrament, which is almost like what we were talking about in the previous question, trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, pass that over to you, Father. Well, again, I, I, again, my suspicion, I don't want to be reading into here, is that perhaps this questioner themselves or maybe know someone who is struggling with scrupulosity and that is a great struggle, and so uh, and 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 so, I think. How do you know? How does one know if you if you have it? Well, I think if you have the suspicion that you have it, um, I would. What I would encourage you to do is go to your confessor, go to confession, or go to um, a, if you have a spiritual director, your spiritual director, and ask them. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much tell if you've heard someone's confession, especially maybe a few times, someone who might have this sort of tendency. And um, and I think that might be the best way to, to really to, to find out. Um, and, and if you do, or if someone you know does, or someone's trying to deal with this, how do you come to trust the sacraments and the priest who ministers to the individual? That's the question. And actually, that gets really to the heart of it. It is a matter of trust. It's a matter of faith. Do I believe that God can do this for me? And sometimes we don't want to surrender that control. We don't really want to 
to give up our sins. It's a strange thing. Um, and yet it, it can happen, and it's a great, great burden. Uh, and so, uh, but, but, but to surrender, and the way to do this is <clears throat> I would go to the confession to the same priest as much as you can, because so, they know you, they know what you're dealing with. And I would obey my confessor completely. If your confessor tells you, you know, do not confess a sin, you know, unless you know your absolute moral cert or whatever. I mean, the kind of direction, whatever, so that you're uh, to to try to help you with the scrupulosity, even if it goes very much against the grain of the way you're feeling. Obey your confessor. Obedience is such a pleasing offering to the Lord. It pleases him more than anything else. Um, and, and so what, what your confessor is doing in that situation is saying, I'm taking whatever real or perceived risk you seem to have in this, and I'm going to take it on myself. Uh, and I and I want to liberate you from that, so you can start to have um, greater strength, greater trust, and develop that. And I think that comes very, very largely through obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having a confessor who knows you, who will recognize uh, when you're starting to slip into those scrupulous tendencies, um, and and maybe call you on it a little bit. And maybe guide you about how to how to break that. Um, your uh, obedience will be your key. Now I have a question. Um, when you said um, about how you said this, uh, that, do I believe that God can do this? That God can forgive this sin? Or and sometimes. Uh, as I understand it, like people will get out of confession and they'll go, oh, I didn't, oh, I should have, like, I, I didn't say that part. The priest probably didn't understand that I'm this bad, um, that I really need to go back in and I, I need to be sure that I, I, like, tell him that, Father, I don't think you really understood me. So you didn't understand me enough. Um, and so uh, I, I have to be sure that you get it. And, right, and that's a um, that's a that's a very good scenario, a, a, a typical scenario. Yes, and so um, my my thought is, um, and I've I've heard this in the past that if you can't, if you don't trust that God can forgive your sins, or that the priest really understood, and that that sacrament has the efficacy to do such a thing, um, that that is a sin of pride. That my sin is greater than God's forgiveness. God's mercy. Well, it, it's rooted in pride. Okay, like all you know, all sin is rooted in pride. Yeah, I, I don't think for the scrupulous person, it itself is the sin of pride at that. It's a point. more anxiety because kind of thing. Um, scrupulosity is sort of is a is a compulsive behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so their so their freedom is 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 very very limited yeah. in that. But yeah, it's coming from pride. Uh, it's saying, you know, God, you're you're really not strong enough to to take care of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and and I've got to explain this to you and to the priest to uh, you know come around and see it my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what the priest probably will do is gently but probably firmly say um get back out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you are forgiven. Yes, you're forgiven. And you've got to accept that. 
Now, I I think this is very different than um, some people, um, I included, have had to go back many times because I fall into the same old trap. I can walk right out of confession. I can go get in my car and someone cuts me off. Or And it's like, how long? I mean, I, I was only out of the confessional for three minutes. And, you know, I said... I, I said my prayers and my penance, and, and here I am, and back in the traffic again, or whatever it is that kind of, it wasn't that kind of thing that caused me to keep going back. It was a neighbor at one point in time, but I kept going back because it was like, oh my goodness, I still have those thoughts. I, I mean, every time I would drive past this certain house, this, I would be triggered all over again with negative thoughts. I'm now giving my confession over the air. I can't believe I'm doing this. But the point of it is, I kept, I kept going back to confession because I realized I need, to, I need to be free of this. Now, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that was scrupulosity because I knew that there's this weakness that I have that I would need to go back. And the interesting thing is, after going back a few times, and I, I actually, I, it was different priests, um, but each priest, no matter what they said, they helped me, they freed me. You know, it was like, I need, I need to just keep going back because there's this weakness in me until I'm freed of this. And then there was suddenly, it was like the grace was yeah. beautiful. That and that's the way I, the sacrament of penance is supposed to, one of the ways mm-hmm. it works is not only for the forgiveness of sins, but receiving that grace you need to overcome that sin in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a wonderful place to grow in mm-hmm. grace and grow and holiness. The problem with someone who is scrupulous, though, is that growth isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they just keep coming back and coming back and coming back. It's it, The process isn't it, – it's gotten stuck. Uh, and it's gotten stuck sometimes because, again, I don't think usually by a deliberate refusal to accept God's grace and mercy, but sure. things that have blocked that yes. that need to be and, – and sometimes it – there are very few people I've ever had to be firm with, really, in, in confession. Um, and you need to do a sort of a gentle firmness, if that's in it. But to overcome scrupulosity, sometimes it takes some firmness on the part of the confessor, you know, mm-hmm. frankly, mm-hmm. to just not allow this behavior to, you know, to repeat. Because it isn't because eventually, I hope when you drive past that house now, you don't have. I don't. The, I know. I'm yeah, not, I'm not and that's, triggered and you've gotten at all. Like, thank that you, you've Jesus. Grown. Is what I say when I drive. But, thank you, Jesus. But the, uh, I'm you, a free girl. That's right. Well, I ho- I hope it stays now that I say that over the air. <laughs> but when that. Gr- <laughs> I, I don't want getting, to be prideful about it. getting a little scrupulous I, don't want to be pri- I just don't want to be prideful about it. I don't <laughs> we got to stop confession over the air. Yes, this isn't good. Yes, no. okay. the, uh, but, uh, the, but, uh, but in scrupulosity, the person is, is sort of stuck. Yes. And, and, that, and so that, that you, know, I, you know, confession can kind of help you like, like pushing a car out of a out of the mud or oh, out yeah. of the snow. Oh, that's a good Sometimes you have sure, to like sure. get a few it rocks back rock every back night. and sure, forth. Sure, you have to you do. do that a few times. But and then but eventually the idea is you pop out. <laughs> yeah. You know, but along with this father, then I hear sometimes people say, I can't go to confession. I can't say that same thing. The priest is gonna get sick of me. Like I keep doing the same thing and I just can't go back anymore mm-hmm. um and do that. And that's 
not a good place to be either in to say that right. that I'm embarrassed that I have to go back and confess the same sin again like maybe the sin of pornography use or or some other th- things like that that maybe they have become habitual things and they're embarrassed to go back and yeah. and to the priest for Well, God, of course, is always delighted. You know, like the father in the parable of the prodigal son, he's looking for us before we come. Uh, St. Therese had this beautiful little story. Not that St. Therese was probably one of the top ten sinners in the world or something like that, but she would say that when she was aware of, of having committed a sin, she would say, oh, good, because I get to go and receive God's mercy. And and the and the interesting thing is when she was aware and you can it's so good to be aware of your sins. Sometimes they just happen and you're not aware, but that's what an awareness of that is what we need to cultivate too. But that it, finally seeing that you know most of us grow more by our mistakes than from our perceived strengths. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. On the other hand, sort of on the other hand of from side of scripture, like be humble enough just to go and let God heal you and strengthen you, mm-hmm. um, and then pick yourself up and say, "This time I'm going to get it right." That's you know, right by the grace of God. That's right, and trust your confessor and your spiritual yes. director, and that if they say you've you've confessed this enough mm-hmm. and God has forgiven you, accept it. Accept it. Forgive yourself too, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I guess, uh, Father, that we're coming to the end of another show, and I thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you with me and to be able to do this show with you. God is good in bringing us together for this. Yeah, it's a and, real blessing. Yeah, and so would you um, please send us out with a blessing, please? Yeah, so let's just pray together. First of all, glory be to the Father and, and to, to the, the Son and, and to, to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and ever shall be, world, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You can catch uh, reruns of the show on Sundays at 2 p.m. And the originals always air Monday at 1230 every other week. We are so happy to have you with you uh, with us. And until next time, abide in hope. I think that's a good thing to do. God bless. <laughs>